G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, we have been giving a fair bit of attention to the significant anniversary that's coming up this year on the 31st of October. It'll be the centenary 100 years since the Australian Light Horse Charge on Beersheba. So what do the locals think of the Anzacs and the significance of what happened a hundred years ago? Mariana Goll is a messianic leader who lives in the city of Beersheba. She's here to communicate her appreciation towards Australians for bringing breakthrough to the land of Israel in 1917 and believes that there's more breakthrough to come for the people of Israel and that there is an inclusion in that breakthrough that comes from, yes, you guessed it, us Aussies. Mariana is the founder and director of Streams in the Desert and she's in Australia talking to groups uh, about Israel and how people in Israel see the events of today. Mariana, welcome along to 2020. Thank you. Uh, Mariana, for the people of Israel, this is not just another World War I battle to commemorate, uh, one that was fought in the Middle East. Many were fought in the Middle East. What's so special about this 1917 charge of the Anzac light horse on Beersheba? Well, what is so special about it is the um, breakthrough that happened back then in Beersheba that actually started a whole chain of events that are absolutely paramount. He's changed everything for my people. When uh, in 1917, during the time of the war, when the Australian Light Horse and also the New Zealanders arrived to the Middle East and were uh, transferred to Egypt and then from Egypt into Palestinian campaign, there were uh, only little settlements of the Jewish people which just began coming back. There were wealthy Jewish people who were buying the land and inviting settlers to come in. But there was very, very limited Jewish presence back in the land of Israel. It was Ottoman Empire, a Muslim empire ruling the whole territory. Um, it was basically the provincial outskirts of the Ottoman Empire, so it was quite down, um, downcast, you know. Not much was happening. But I believe that that was the time when the a new season and the spirit was beginning, and in his amazing creativity, God reached out to the youngest nation in the world, to the furthest removed nation to the world, to bring them and their horses across the oceans with the spirit of volunteering and the spirit of breakthrough they were carrying to facilitate a breakthrough and then restored uh, Jewish land back to the Jewish people. This was the chain of events that began back then in October uh, 1917 with the charge of the Australian Light Horse and the liberation of Beersheba. It opened up also the Balfour Declaration that happened around the same time. It opened up this new season which, which physically gave me my home. 
I was born and raised in Russia. I'm uh, part of the Russian Jewry. So I made Aliyah, which is to, uh, means to come back to the land of Israel for a Jewish person, 20 years ago. And the very fact that I have a home in Beersheba, in the desert of Negev, this home was purchased for me with the blood of your sons. Interestingly, as you reflect on those things, as a Messianic Jewish believer, a believer who follows Jesus Christ, I wonder whether you can reflect on those of your uh, other uh, people who are living around you, who are Jews, perhaps not Messianic Jews. Do they recognize that God did something amazing back in 1917 as well? Absolutely. It's almost impossible not to recognize that, because this was such an unlikely scenario in the physical world, if you think about it, right? 800 uh, young men on the horses against 7,000 highly trained German and Turkish troops. Um, this... Uh, People who were not really uh, connected to European or even even more Middle Eastern uh, environment being brought in, all of that was just uh, so unusual. And I think especially in Beersheba, the whole thing of the Anzac and the achievement is very well known. There are there are monuments. It's taught at schools, and if you would mention it to most most people, would know what you're talking about, and they they would know of it as being um, an event of uh, extraordinary valor, but also some some kind of uh, supernatural intervention. Interestingly, as you reflect on that, because your Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, was in Australia and the very first thing he started to talk about was really the charge of the light horse on Beersheba and to recognise that people in Israel actually are very familiar with the story, very familiar with the spiritual meaning of that and what God has done for the people of Israel. When you get to Australia and you start to talk to audiences, do you find that some have blank expressions on their faces and they're wondering what you're talking about? Do they, do Aussies recognize this meaning as deeply as people in Israel? Well, um, I, I would not be able to answer this question because I'm here in Australia related to people who are looking for this, this memory and this heritage to be brought up to the surface again. And I believe very firmly that the, especially the young generation of Aussies needs to connect back with that heritage. We sometimes as nations are very focused on our uh, on our failure. I know that all of our history is a mixture of shame and glory, and as a Jewish person, I know it's probably better than anybody else, because our shame and glory is written in the book. But uh, we very often focus on the shame part and kind of embarrassed to talk about the glory part. So one of my heart desires is to encourage Australians in that glorious history that they had. After the, the pain of Gallipoli, after the fiasco of Gallipoli, which is actually very well known in Australia, to come back to the moment of breakthrough, the moment of God inter- intervening and bringing Australians to a different place. And you see that there's more glory to come. What are your assessments of 
the nation of Israel right now, uh, what God is doing in this time, because I know you're anticipating more breakthroughs. Uh, How do you see things at the moment? What sort of breakthrough do you think you should be expecting? Uh, Well, um, uh, my belief is, and it comes from looking at uh, at the text of the Bible, that we're living in a season while God is hiding his face from Israel. And very few people in the in the nations are familiar with this concept, even though if you would bring it up to any traditional observant Jew, they all know what God hiding his face is. It's called the sterpanim, and it's a very well-known concept. It comes from the original covenants that we see in the book of Deuteronomy, where we, if we see what is the punishment for breaking the covenant, it's not the diaspora. It's God saying, you will break the covenant, you will go after foreign gods, and I will hide my face from you. And you see it again and again and again in the scriptures. We know also from the scriptures that God reveals his face to his people through Jesus, through Yeshua. It says that you can, no one can see God, but through Yeshua. So when we connect the two and we say, okay, God is hiding his face from Israel, whom is he hiding? Yes, he's hiding the face of his faithful servant, Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So that was the season, the spiritual season that we've been living in now for uh, thousands of years. And uh, there are several biblical prophecies. One of the most clear statements of that prophecy comes from Ezekiel 39, where God says, I will bring them back from the nations to which I exiled them. They will know that it was me. The nations will know that it was me who brought them. And then I will hide my face from them no more. And I am part of this witness. I was born and raised in Russia, in St. Petersburg, and he brought me back from the nations and planted me in my own land. And everybody knows it was him. It was not a work of human hands. In the same way, Australians were brought in 100 years ago to create a breakthrough that facilitated it, that made it possible for the Jewish people to return to the homeland, for the land to be restored back to us. The second half of the prophecy says, and I will not hide my face from them no more. So I believe the spirit of breakthrough that is resting on your people for various reasons, I'm inviting that spirit back to the land of Israel to contend in the spirit, in prayer and intercession, in something that uh, we, the organizers, we call it Kui Charge to contend in the Spirit once again, to bring another breakthrough where God will turn his face back to Israel and we will see the revival like we've never seen before. So in in one sense, you're here in Australia to call Australians to pray for the people of Israel because uh, this is the role you believe that Australians will have in bringing the next breakthrough and uh, to turn God from hiding his face from his people to opening his face, which you would expect that he might do through the understanding or the revelation of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I'm inviting Australians to prayer. I'm inviting Australians to step back into their prophetic destiny that has to do with the breakthrough 
And I'm also inviting people to pray and ask the Lord if they are actually meant to be in the number of all those, which number would obviously be limited, who will physically go up the uh, Tel El Saba, which is now called Tel Ber Sheva, to the well of Abraham, that is the ancient site of uh, the promises of God, but also the site of the breakthrough in 1917. This is where they charge from. And join together in prayer, physically on the ground, asking the Lord to turn his face back to Israel. We are opening this invitation. We are organizing something. There will be other events organized. We will have something there from 29th to 31st of October. And if you feel the stirring in your spirit to be one of those who physically goes to Israel, you can contact us and join the troops. Now, we have run out of time in this conversation today. I'll point our listeners to your website. It's streamsinthedesert.co. That's C-O, streamsinthedesert.co. Now, are there dates where people can see you speaking while you're here in Australia? And no doubt you've got all sorts of good things about what's happening with the centenary of the uh, of the Australian Light Horse Charge on Beersheba. But uh, what sort of things will people see on your website, Mariana? Well, uh, they will see on the website, uh, they wouldn't see my itinerary for Australia there, but what they will see is various activities that we're involved in in the land. They would see the ways they can plug in in our regular activities. But if they would like to know more about the itinerary of the strip or the uh, program for the CUI charge in October, they can just email me and I will send to them all the information needed. Well, Mariana Gold, uh, Streams in the Desert uh, in Australia, talking to Australian audiences and honouring Australians because of the wonderful work, the miraculous work, the divine work of the Australian Light Horse Charge on Beersheba a uh, hundred years ago in 1917. Mariana, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Oh, that's an honour for me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.